Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop and johnny what are we podcasting about today well ladies and gentlemen today i smell like jackson storm oh man i do know about this your wife did text me about this i don't know if she told you or not i uh I have been given a Father's Day gift real early. <laughs> Could she just not contain it? The way she put it, uh, she had given, well, Rory had given me a Father's Day gift that she didn't want me to go out and buy on my own. And this one was just also in that bag. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought she was just so excited uh, by the incredible gift she got you, as she should have been. And I think she was. She, she, as I said, Lizzie texted me about this uh, and was very proud of herself, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So you want to tell the people about your your Father's Day gift? It's a a two two box collection of eau de toilette uh, or parfum or cologne, if you yes. will. Uh, all well, all two of them themed around cars. One of which is the scent of Lightning McQueen, and the other is Jackson Storm. Wow. And uh, let me tell you, Lizzie and I already had a bit of a conversation about this, like I said, in which we discussed what it does smell like and what it should smell like. So I guess go ahead first, just describe in reality what it smells like. They both smell like normal human cologne. Boo. Kind of like how you imagine uh, frat boys smell when they wear cologne. Yeah, uh, your wife described it as smells pretty bad and teen wow. angst. So they they smell like well, they don't smell like axe. So that's one point in their favor, I guess. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's the only they, one, I guess. They they just smell like very very general yeah this is this is cologne so this is what this smells like when lizzie and i were talking about this i did go onto walmart's website to read a description of these uh and there are i'll I'll just read the five bullet points they have listed does that sound good absolutely first and this is for specifically the lightning mcqueen one not Mm -hmm. uh the (laughs) jackson storm one so this is not what john is wearing right this second let that be known are you wearing both? Oh no. Uh this is I'm wearing Jackson Storm. Yeah, so this is Lightning McQueen. So this one's Lightning McQueen. Okay. Yeah, adjust your your don't imagine John smelling like this. Imagine I imagine John smelling incredibly similar to this. I don't <laughs> I imagine they smell pretty similar, but I guess I don't know that. But anyway, Cars Lightning McQueen by Disney 3.4 ounce eau de toilette spray for kids. <laughs> First bullet point, refreshing oriental and woody fragrance leaves you feeling cool and confident. John, can I get a check in on how cool and confident you're feeling? I really have to take issue with the idea that it tastes, or not tastes, smells woody at all. Sure. No, there's there's like no character to the scent at all. Sure, but how cool and confident is it making you feel? I smell like I don't smell like nothing. John, it's a simple question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how cool and or confident do you feel at this second because of your cologne? Because of my cologne, s- slightly. Uh, like, 
if if there are 100 possible points that sure. could be added to to absolute zero of coolness addition, mm-hmm. three points. Okay. Hey, and that's not nothing. That's not nothing. Second bullet point. Ideal for a variety of occasions. So let's just both list off back and forth a few uh, occasions it would be ideal for. I'll start recording this podcast. Uh, prom. And that's it. That's a variety. Uh, well, there is also freshman prom. Okay, or from as it was called at our high school. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing that anyone else did? Like, should we consider that a normal thing that happened in our high school? Or because Liz certainly didn't have a from. They had a dance, I think, that freshmen could go to, uh, but not given, a from. Given certain things I know, I'm surprised there was even a dance. Yeah. Yeah. The third bullet point is maybe my favorite bullet point. Because it says, a fragrance that has been widely accepted. I think that is a perfect description. <laughs> it is the most milk toast endorsement possible for this scent that they themselves wrote. Like, this is not a review of this. This is, like, marketing material, I gotta imagine. Mm-hmm. If you are expecting the scent of a cologne, you will not be offended by this one. Hey, lots of people agree. Not everyone. It's not universally accepted, but lots of people will agree. This is a smell that is. This is a smell. This parfum has a scent. And you know, what more can you ask for? A lot. But number four does say it's light, refreshing, and can be applied often. So Now... Here's something I'm going to say that may be considered controversial, but you shouldn't need to apply it often. But you can. It doesn't say that you should. Sure, but saying that you can is like saying this scent won't be overbearing if you use it a lot. And quite frankly, if it's good, using it a lot would make it overbearing. No, I disagree with the, your interpretation. I think it is saying the applicator spray nozzle works and can even work multiple times in an hour. Ah, of course. That is obviously what they meant. What else <laughs> could they have meant? It must be that it is capable of being used in the strictest of senses. Yes. And when I said an earlier bullet point was my favorite, I lied because I forgot that the last bullet point says fragrance to make it last longer. Yes. Um, Fragrance does have an amount of time that it lasts. So with this one, you can fragrance to make it last longer, which is Mm -hmm. which is essential in all your eau de toilettes. Mm hmm. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, I've had some experience with things having names like toilet and it being a term that like, I'm aware of the fact that it doesn't mean what it might seem like it would mean to me initially. Sure. But I did think for a moment, is this a toilet spray? Is this like a poopery? If you just did a big dookie, you spray this and you can't smell as much dookie. I was worried that's what this product was. I mean, it probably would work as such. I'm going to make a bold statement. Yeah. Spraying this uh, on a toilet that has just been bombed sure. is not going to be a good thing. I'm just going to have to trust you on that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing that like many a teenage boy has been criticized for, but if it's not designed to get rid of or cover up a scent... That means you're not getting rid of or covering up a scent. You're, you're mixing. just adding another one. Yeah. And I did forget to look at any reviews. Let me see if any exist on the Walmart website. Here we go. Here's the Jackson Storm Eau de Toilet. Uh, and there are no reviews. <laughs> All right. Now, can you give me the description of the scent I currently am? Okay. Let me see if they got it. Uh... Oh, well, this is... Okay, here we go. 
Uh, they mm-hmm. say it's a refreshing oriental and woody fragrance that leaves you cool, feeling cool and confident. So, huh? Do they just slap a different sticker on this one, Johnny? Or can I you... thought I noticed a difference in the scent, but there is a different sticker and a different cap. One of them, okay, is of course red, which makes sense. And Lucas, I need you to guess what the other cap is. I wouldn't think they'd make it black, which would be the obvious thing, but like sort of hard to play against a red cap, you know? So like uh-huh. a blue or a purple? I'll say a pr- uh, blue. Okay. Uh, if you had gone with purple, you'd be closer. Okay. It's kind a- of. In a very weird way. It's uh, pink. No, that's interesting. That's an interesting choice. I see yeah. what you're saying. It. Purple has some red in it. Red and pink is sort of a type of red. I see where you're going. Mm -hmm. And even stranger, it is kind of a more vibrant pink. So like typically the way you think of pink is, okay, pink is red and white. Yeah. Which is interesting because that means technically pink isn't a color. So that's fun. Yeah. I was hoping you'd ask so I could pretend that like I have a bunch of color-based knowledge, but... Okay. Do you have a bunch of color-based knowledge? The reason it's not technically a, a color is because it's a shade. Yeah, I would argue that, like, then you could say, and you could argue this, that, like, teal and cerulean and uh, lots of other, like, basically a blue-green uh, are not colors they are mixtures of other colors but all colors but three colors are mixtures of colors but the difference is that a color versus a shade a shade is if you mix white or black yeah if you darken or lighten the color there's probably something uh significant about about this being different because it's essentially the lightness or darkness and light red isn't pink but it's specifically if you mix like a white pigment and since yeah. it's a pigment, it's almost certainly a color. But uh, there is issue with how do you make pink uh, based on a color scale. Anyway, do you think cars can smell? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's, but I think factually they can. Can they smell? All right. Tell me what the distinction is. Well, humans, they excrete things that uh. make sense. And... Cars do the same based on what you put in them. So there's an argument to be made of, of course they do. But aside from like new car smell, do cars produce their own body specific odor? Do they have pheromones that they can excrete to seduce the other cars? I don't want them to have pheromones to help seduce the other cars, but I do think they do produce smell just based on what is certainly going to be a building block of this episode we are doing about smell in the cars first. Uh, Sally calling Lightning Stinky in Cars 3, mm. which I'm sure was a building block of yours as well coming in, because you like to refer to that, I feel like, because you feel like it's mean. It's very mean. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also a person who's like, yeah, if you notice that someone needs to take care of themselves, you should say it. But like, there's a difference in saying it and being mean about it. And she wasn't saying it. She was being mean about it. Yeah. I think you could maybe argue that they've got an established relationship where she knows that he'll interpret that as playful and goading him to sort of buck up a little bit. But yeah, it, it, if you don't know the person, certainly don't do that. And sometimes Absolutely. if you do know the person, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So do you think... Do we think it was fully a joke, or do we think that Lightning did stink pretty bad in Cars 3 when he was sort of down on his luck? Well, when you've got a car that's just operating and on, and it's in a garage, well, it, it'll it produce a smell, but it'll also uh, result in death, if you're not careful. Yeah, you're referring so, to a... Yeah. Yeah. So there's almost certainly something there if he is burning fuel. But I don't know if that's a he's burning fuel 
or he hasn't taken a shower in a while, which is a car wash. But yeah. do cars need to get car washes or do they just need to not fart in a room alone and stay in that room for a long time? Yeah, because you'd think if he needs car washes, like he's an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. like I was going to say, you'd think we would have seen a shower scene or something. But then I remembered what I was saying, but we have seen a bathroom scene with Mater. So who knows what well, the hell these crazy people will do. Disney does own Marvel, and Marvel famously has uh, people getting clean or shower scenes or just scenes where there is some excuse to be getting dressed or undressed. Yeah. uh, Just to show off a very flattering image of a physique. Sure. So it's not out of the question to see. And just considering the fact that, like, there are obviously sexualized characters in these movies... Uh, it, it's not out of the question to see that. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I don't like it, but you are right. I mean, I guess we we often compare, because he's like in primer, I think, in that scene, we often compare that to like being in your sweats, like not dressed for the day, mm-hmm. but in something comfortable. And so. maybe what we're talking about here is it's just a cultural thing where, okay, he's in his sweats, I associate this with ideas of human culture and sweats <laughs> means sweat and sweat is stink. So it John, could want, just be a joke based on association. Do you want me to go ahead and change the game a little bit with the wiki quote like I do sometimes? Or do you want me to wait? Well, is, let's is go ahead early? and talk about one thing before you change the game and make it make sense. Yeah. Do Jackson Storm and uh, Lightning McQueen just smell the same? Based on the fact that their uh, sorry, their ode to toilets smell the same. Even if they don't smell the same, they do smell similar. Now, I guess we should get into were the manufacturers of this incredible ode to toilet in making a Jackson Storm and a Lightning McQueen uh, ode to toilet. Were they trying to make it smell like them? Or smell like their essence, you know? Like, smell like the idea of them. Maybe the idea of speed. Uh, or what, what, do you, what do you think the manufacturers in our human world, when they got tasked with make a <laughs> ode to toilet about these characters from the movie's cars? Do what you do you think? Do you want me to play in the space? Or do you want me to be honest? Uh, be honest and play in the space afterwards. All right, being honest... I think they had a bunch of spare perfume and they just put it in a bottle and put a sticker on it that said Lightning McQueen and Jackson Storm. Yeah. I don't think these were made for any specific purpose. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, Now play in the space. (laughs) I think that the fact that they smell similar, if not the same, is a comment on the fact that (laughs) uh, they are both designed in a certain way and both at different stages in their life, but at the same time, essentially the same character. Because even like Jackson Storm, Lightning McQueen, clearly they are supposed to be parallels of each other. And Jackson Storm just has the growing up to do that Lightning did in the first movie. So having them be similar sense, of course, makes sense. And uh, I think that going for like a, a more stereotypical Chad scent is a good choice because if you're going for what these characters like look act like all that they do seem like the sort of person who are just kind of born into privilege maybe the slight difference uh sort of bouncing off that the slight difference you noticed in between the two scents uh maybe jackson's is like very very strong and Lightning's is just a little bit more subtle. Maybe that's all it is. It's the same scent at different concentrations. Uh, well, from what I have smelled of them, just gut check instinct, I would say <laughs> that uh, Jackson Storms smelled douchier. Hey, there we go. So, yeah, I think we've we've cracked into the brains of the manufacturers of these eau de toilettes now change the game change the game you ready Mm -hmm. 
there are in fact multiple. Uh, it's time for the wiki quote. This is the title of it this time of the day. Uh, <laughs> now do your part. Uh, give me that sad, tired resignation of the day. I forgot that I had to do the title. Uh, but John, there are in fact two different deodorant brands in the Cars verse. The first and less this is going to sound weird, but less less story important one is Trunk Fresh. Mm. Uh, all that we know about this one is that it is, according to uh, worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash trunk fresh, uh, it is a trunk deodorant mark. And mark. their slogan is smell you later. Which I would argue is a bad slogan because you don't want to smell them later from the deodorant. What if they smell good? Yeah, but like... See, that's something that has always gotten me, is the difference between cologne, perfume, deodorant, and all that. I like antiperspirant because I sweat. But antiperspirant and deodorant are not the same. Yeah. One of them is supposed to either deodorize or provide you with a scent, and the other one is to prevent the sweat. Sometimes you'll get an antiperspirant that is a deodorant, Sometimes I don't think you do, uh, but essentially one of them is for a scent and one of them isn't, but when the one that is for a scent is used, uh, it's also not because it's anti-scent. It's a deodorant. It gets rid of scent. But from my experience, it's usually just, hey, this smells nicer than you do. Put it on top of it and you're good. Yeah, like I would say what I want from a deodorant is first make me not smell bad. And if secondarily you apply some decently smelling scent to me, sure, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. So while most deodorants do provide you a scent, I would still argue that smell you later does sort of imply that their primary focus in my head isn't being met which is important unless the whole thing is that they are a brand trying to focus on we make you smell good yeah which we make you smell good smell you later can be good but that requires social context you have to know that this is a brand that's all about smelling good rather than not smelling Mm. fascinating do we want to focus on the fact that it's the trunk that you apply this to that does make you think if you're (laughs) like me at all uh this is a butt pad yeah it's a butt deodorant Mm -hmm. it's a anti-fart spray uh mark rober's nightmare i guess yeah makes (laughs) people cut one to steal packages more Mm mm-hmm Because if there's one thing I think of when I think anti-fart spray, it's, oh man, UPS's worst nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, this is a deodorant for car butts, and I don't really, I don't really know if we can do anything else with that. Because I don't... Have you ever been tempted, or seen (laughs) an advertisement for, or just been like, aware of an actual product that is advertised as, hey... Use this on your butt to make it not smell so bad. I'm confident I've seen jokes about it. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've seen like jokes about it. I don't know if I've seen a real product, but maybe, maybe I should be looking for a real product. You know, maybe that could turn things around for me. <laughs> yep, all those people giving you hateful looks—it's probably because your butt. And you know, I deserve it. I mean, who doesn't really? Nobody That's really fair. focuses on how does their butt smell and how can it smell better. So I think all we can take for, from this for now is store away in our minds uh, that the trunk of a car might be a bad smell area. And they are very aware of that, which makes sense if you think like bumper to bumper traffic, you know, mm-hmm. they would be all up in there. But trunk is pretty close to exhaust. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. The other one we're going over to is worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash smell swell. 
Okay. And as I alluded to, this one actually, uh, if you re- recall our uh, Montgomery McQueen episode, is very important because it is Lightning McQueen's first sponsor before Rusty's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big thing you got to know about Smellswell is that they dropped Lightning for a character named Sammy Smelter. Uh, let me just read. I'm actually on Sammy Smelter's page now. All right. Uh, McQueen, McQueen's sponsor informs him that he is being dropped in favor of a young hotshot named Sammy Smelter. Lightning protests, saying Smelter's racing stinks. But Smellswell responds by saying that is precisely why they chose him. He fits Smellswell's image better. And I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure I get where they're going. What they're. I guess maybe the idea is hey, this guy stinks, but through the power of Smellswell, maybe he won't anymore. But he does still stink. Hmm. Unless they are somehow making him better at racing and or just smell better. I don't know. Talk me through this, Johnny. All right. There is a footballer who is uh, well known for his hair. He's well known for his hair. And according to Head and Shoulders commercials or maybe Selsun Blue, one of those anti-dandruff things... According to them, he also suffers from dry scalp and or dandruff, which I wouldn't have known unless I had seen the commercial. But the idea of it is, hey, I have this problem and this brand fixes it for me. So maybe the fact that he stinks is a whole, we think we can fix him. Hmm. Okay. One, if you're curious, the football player you're thinking of is Troy Palomalu, and it is a Head and Shoulders commercial. Two, I do really like the idea of a company getting into the We Can Fix Him headspace. Mm-hmm. Because that usually doesn't work out. <laughs> Famously. Unless it's something that you can actually physically fix. Yeah, like, okay. hey, this is a car. I can change his tires for him. Yeah, okay. So... Uh, in our world, I can fix him. That mentality, very bad. In their world, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's not. And I mean, if you're like Maru from Planes, Fire, and Rescue, you should actually absolutely think you can fix him because, because you can make him better than new. You make better than new, baby. Let's see. I just want to see if air fresheners have ever been mentioned in the cars first. I would be shocked if they haven't. But I want to I want to see if we should focus at all on those little trees that you hang from your rearview mirror. That is one of the things I suggested to Lizzie that the that your eau de toilette should smell like. It smells like the bad ones. Hmm, that's a shame. The ones that have a strong scent that smells like perfume, and then it goes away in like a day. Hmm. But maybe that's appropriate. Maybe that's like the equivalent of Axe Body Spray in the Cars verse. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I dig it. But do we think that Lightning McQueen would have an Axe scent? Of course not. He's got an eau de toilette. Yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. Uh, but if you're curious, acor- according to my search on worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com, uh, there is a character in the casino in Cars 2 who is selling air fresheners. So, <laughs> I don't know. Something yeah. to consider, I guess. It's upsetting. Where do they put them, John? They could just necklace. Yeah, but that's not traditionally where you put them in a car. Hang them off the trunk. Once again, <laughs> we're all having fun here. But that, and she's also selling fuzzy dice. And usually you put that on the rearview mirror. And I don't, we don't know that that's where the brain is. But well, it's certainly. It's not for at least one person. Yeah, there is one. definitely use both of these products. Yeah, that's true. But it is 
her eyes are in a different place, you know? Mm-hmm. And in my head, quite literally, in my head, uh, my brain is right behind my eyes. And in mm. most things, heads, I feel like the brain is right behind the eyes. So I don't like them putting air freshener in their brain. But can you talk me out of thinking that they might do that? Or are you on the same page as me? Well, if there's one thing that I know about me is that I experience something called brain fog. Yeah. And it'd be nice if instead of having to just rest and hope that I could just stick something in my brain and not have the fog no more. So maybe, just maybe, they shove it in their brain and it makes it better. Let me tell you, I've been having some serious brain fog myself recently. Uh, Mm. And I would also enjoy a product that could do that. So, yeah, why not? Would you be willing to shove it into your brain? Now, that's interesting because no, absolutely not. But I would would maybe be willing to do that if your body was at least half mechanical. If I was a car, perchance. And I would be willing to do like a nasal spray, perhaps. Mm. I don't like those, but I'd be more willing to do them. And that's kind of close to just putting something in my brain. Fair enough, fair enough. John, where do they smell? Like, we've talked about how they smell bad. How do they ingest smells into their... How do they... Where are the smell receptors, I guess? Clearly somewhere in or under the hood. On account of Mater adopting a nasal sound whenever he puts his uh, hood back on. Because they have a tongue, you know? Mm -hmm. And they have eyes. They don't have ears, and that has classically bothered me. Although if they did have ears, that too would bother me. Mm -hmm. And when I've seen one vehicle with a nose, it bothered me. But I'm pretty sure it bothered me because he was the only one. Now, who are you referring to? I can't get there right now. The uh, blimp and or zeppelin? He does have a nose. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yep. And it is upsetting because it's like just so obviously there and no one else has it. So instead of focusing on the fact that he has a nose, you're forced to think about the fact that he's the only one with a nose. The closest I can get is, besides him, who just has a nose, I I can't think of the name of the character right now, but the blimp has a nose, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The closest besides that I can get is Miss Fritter, because she has a nose ring, as you will see uh, that I just sent you. Like, there's no way it could be considered anything to, if we were to make it, to make it analogous analogous thank you john to humans anything but a nose ring she even has little holes that look like nostrils like Mm -hmm. some large vehicles do on the front of their hoods so there's an air filter and from what i understand that's right there yeah in like a good nostril or nose area and you've got those slits on most cars except for teslas now uh, so maybe Teslas don't have noses. Ooh, but why would they need to? They're clearly robots. But yeah, it that's it. It speaks to there is a nose, but their nose is almost certainly inside of their face. And I mean, and maybe the nose hole is just the grill on the front. Our noses are sort of our air filters. Mm-hmm. Like there's well, stuff the hairs. Yeah, there's stuff in our nose that catches some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So little, uh, little uh, Gatlin guns that shoot little globules of snot that I definitely am not affected by emotionally, <laughs> thanks to Osmosis Jones. Fascinating. Real quick, how is snot for you compared to how spit is for you? Saliva, I guess. This is stupid. Yeah. But it's not as bad. Fascinating, man. Deeply fascinating. Well, he wasn't killed by ingesting snot. He was sure. killed by, well, he was almost killed by monkey spit. Yeah, I guess. Okay. You know. I always forget that. Anthrax that... and monkey spit. 
you know how monkeys all have anthrax in their spit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always forget that it stems from specifically Osmosis Jones. Like, I get it in my head backwards that you don't like Osmosis Jones because you're aversion to saliva, not you have an aversion to saliva because of Osmosis Jones. It's almost certainly a factor. It also could be that my brothers were gross when I was growing up. That's fair enough. Even weirder is like, snot should bother me more because what my brothers would do is they'll like snort and then like fake drip spit or snot. So yeah. Sorry, I'm making you talk about it. It's just very interesting to me. Mm. People's aversions to things are kind of interesting to me. Like, yeah. if I could get our friend Emily to just sit down and talk to me about sharks, that would be a really interesting conversation. I just don't know that she'll ever be willing to do that. Yeah. And the little bit I know about the aversion to sharks makes it worse for me. <laughs> because as it was described at the time, she had never been to the beach. She had never been in a situation in which she was in any way in danger of a shark. Mm-hmm. And she, I believe, claimed that it wasn't because of any particular movie or anything like that. I think it was, I think she said something about it was, she saw something at a museum and that was enough. And it was probably like a dinosaur <laughs> or like a megalodon skeleton yeah. or something. And that is what got her. And then the idea of the unknown in the deep. Man, that's just very interesting to me. But we're not talking about that anymore. We were, in fact, talking about that. But we're not going to any longer because, I don't know, do you think they have the same like sense of, like they can smell, but do they think the same things smell good and bad as we do? Of course, what you're asking is, do uh, car sharks... I smell blood from miles away. Okay, now you're relating it. (laughs) And the answer is, no, it's oil. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that... I'm not certain that... in that universe, uh, they... Oil spills are really confusing for them. (laughs) Oh, man. But I bet they still like them. Yeah, it's... (laughs) I mean, you go to the right place and you smell all the, like, vendor food. It's... So much, and it's not that you're eating it, but you still enjoy it. I bet that the squishy bits do have blood. I don't know. But I I don't think Cars is ever going to be brave enough to show us car blood. Can you imagine a crash and blood's just everywhere? (laughs) I don't even think it'll be there's a bad crash or there's just a crash, and then you see that there is a tiny little trickle of blood or like Mm. a nosebleed or anything. If there's something like that, it's going to be some sort of car fluid. I mean, if they didn't show us blood when Bruce Campbell's character exploded in Cars 2, or when the other spy car was cubed, or when any of the other cars blew up or fell or died in various other ways, I don't think they're going to. I will say they did show graphic uh, slow-mo of uh, Lightning McQueen being torn asunder? That, they did show that, which I will always cherish this company for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did show, I think, I can't remember if it was part of uh, Finn Missile uh, faking his death after falling off the thing, oil rising, or I think it may have been just one of the lemons who fell off the platform into the ocean they did show a lot of oil rising from that, I think. Well, the so problem I... is that could easily be interpreted as, oh, they got so scared they peed themselves because they're a lemon. That's true, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Because everyone knows when you pee in the pool, it do turn blue. <laughs> I've never seen that happen. But do do cars think that, like, I don't know, a well-cooked steak smells good and skunk smells bad, you think? People have cringed at smells in these yeah. movies. I don't remember if anyone's like... I mean, People have said something about... Uh, like, someone has expressed a good 
thought towards the smell of vitamin mulch, but like clearly that stuff smells bad. I forgot about the the cars to cars tune that heavily featured poop. Yep. Thank you, John, for bringing that up because they do constantly make comments about how it smells bad. So yeah. So they can definitely smell bad things or at yeah. least have the subconscious desire to say, ooh, that smells bad. There's maybe something to be said about, oh, it's just programming. They think I should think this smells bad. So they comment on how bad it smells. But maybe, just maybe, it just smells bad. And they smell it and it smells bad. Yeah, I think that's easier almost. Like the cars they're very clearly very mechanical but there's enough biological stuff they do that i think we can assume that smell is a biological thing they can do at least above being programmed to act like they smell stuff or having some instinctual uh residual humanness in them that thinks they should either way this isn't like a very strong argument but there is the argument to be made of I, smell is connected to taste mm-hmm. and uh boy how do do we know that you can taste wasabi that's true and okay here's a thought so smell and taste are deeply deeply linked maybe the fact that they have a tongue the size of a twin mattress j- maybe they just smell through that somehow you know so mayhaps cars are snakes Ooh, do snakes smell from their tongues? That's cool. I believe there is a component of smell that is linked to the tongue, which is why there are snakes that will like flick their tongue out mm, when they're okay. trying to catch a scent. Fascinating. So, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess they're reptilian, because there are lots of lizards who do that, too. All right. Uh, I have gone to pressconnects.com, and today is... a. Uh, it's time for a fun fun fact of the day. Is it the thing you've already said? Mm-hmm. Cool. Do it again. I'm just going to read this straight up. Snakes yeah. are amazing animals. They can climb trees without legs. Uh, picks or it didn't happen. Grow almost as long as a school bus. Uh, picks or it didn't happen. And survive almost anywhere in the world. I'll believe that. Yeah. Their special method of smelling is only one of their neat tricks for understanding the world around them. Like snakes... Well, some snakes, like vipers, boas, and pythons, can literally see the heat that is emitted by other animals. Many people are afraid of snakes, but I think if you understand them, it'll be... Okay, come on. Although snakes have nostrils, like humans do, they use their they use theirs mostly to pull oxygen into their lungs. It's very useful to be able to breathe through your nose when you can eat meals that take hours to swallow. Okay, yeah. Instead of nostrils, snakes smell with a special organ called a Jacobson organ. On the Ooh. roof of their mouths. They use their tongues to grab chemicals oh. Oh. from the environment that takes. <laughs> then the snake touches its tongue to the Jacobson organ, which helps the snake's brain recognize the chemicals it smells. Okay, so cars use their tongues to smell by just licking the air and pressing it against the top of their mouth. That's so cool. Good fun uh, fact. One of my favorites we've done. I'm going to text our friend Izzy, who loves animal facts, for them to expand on that. All right. So uh, pressconnects.com forward slash story forward slash news forward slash 2017 forward slash 03 forward slash 02 forward slash y dash deuce dash snakes dash smell dash their dash tongue wow. forward slash bunch of numbers. Wow. Uh, why'd they have to involve saliva and smelling? I mean, maybe now... How do you, do you feel about snakes before reading that? Like, on a scale of, like, five being the average person's feelings towards snakes. Scale with five being the average? I probably sure. felt, like, four being, like, slightly less skeeved out by them, but definitely close to normal. Uh, now it's probably just five. Nice. Because, like, they're hunting me through my least favorite means. 
I mean, if you're getting hunted by a lot of things, unfortunately, saliva's gonna be involved, John. At least in the end, end result. Yeah, but hopefully I'll be dead before I have to think about it. Whereas my son likes to hunt and show his displeasure by biting. Uh, and he's been just, he tried to bite my leg several times today. If Has someone is going to inoculate me from my distaste of saliva, it's going to be him or people like confronting me about the fact that dog saliva doesn't bother me. Hey, you know, whatever works, works. I'm sorry, this is a podcast about your aversion to saliva now, but talk to me about kissing your wife and before your wife, your various girlfriends. So I've got a rule, yeah. or I had a rule uh, throughout high school, throughout middle school, that I'm sure you have heard at some point and been Probably. disgusted by. But it's, I, I only eat or drink after people I'm willing to make out with. Because basically, if I can attach it to some sort of physical reward, I can work past it yeah. and ignore the aversion. And unfortunately, I've had to have a conversation with my wife at some point where I was like, hey, in case this isn't known, it's not that like your saliva is special. <laughs> uh, I'm still not okay with it, but I can deal with it because I like kissing. Like, it's an enjoyable enough experience for me to work past the fact that I would normally be thinking about how gross it is. It's basically a, it can be okay if I can distract myself from it. Cool. Are you fine with all of this about your your inner psyche being a part of our podcast, I guess I should ask? Oh yeah, I am what some people would call an oversharer. I, I tell people about my inner psyche and their inner psyche far more than is socially acceptable. Oh no, I know that about you. I just wanted to double check. Okay, what car smell, smell car, new car smell. Mm-hmm. Babies have a, have a smell associated with them. Do we think that's a similar thing? All right. People say that babies have just this heavenly scent to sure. them. And that scent, in all likelihood, is uh, certain bacterias and whatnot. <laughs> that, uh, like, some people say, like, new baby smell, but, like, it's got to be new, new baby and all that stuff. And uh, new, new baby smell is gross. It smells kind of musty. Uh, realistically, the like smell is going to be the smell of an unclean baby having the bacteria and whatnot from birth on them. Okay. So, basically, it's people saying, man, womb smells nice. And that's... Babies are cute. And you want to think everything about them is nice. And maybe there's some sort of pheromone coming off of them that says, hey, protect me, love me, take care of me. But like natural human smells that you're not in the mood for are bad. Yeah. Like people say certain things like, oh, I love how she smells or I love how he smells. Or like after he works out, it's just like, oh, no, you're smelling pheromones. Those pheromones create within you a feeling that is nice, and you can associate that feeling with the scent. But aside from the pheromones and the way these things are making you feel and the connections you are establishing, if they're if those things are taken out, it smells bad. <laughs> People smell bad. Yeah. And like they humans smell bad. And you can put perfume on it. And if you don't smell (laughs) the human, but you do still get the pheromones, that's better. Yeah. So that's it. It's just natural scents from bodies aren't pleasant. And you can argue about it all day and all night. And everything he sees is just blue, like him inside and outside. But it's still bad. Because it's just excretion, and typically it's sweat, which means dirty, or uh, butt, which is bad, or breath, which 
is at best neutral. <laughs> oh man, we're producing a a pretty gross episode of this pro- podcast. That is B mostly just about your personal opinions about the human body, which is fine by me. I think it's very fun, but just something to note here at the 59th minute. Yep. It's hard to talk about car bodies without getting into human bodies. No, I get it. I get it. And you have more passionate thoughts about those. So I'm happy to let you take the reins because being passionate about things is funny. Uh... Well, it brings me to something far more gross. Okay. One of the biggest problems with squishy bit theory yeah. is the problem with things like well, clothing, for one, uh, any sort of thing that has been put into your body or is attached to your body, anything like that. Like, have you, have you ever seen someone take off earrings that have been in too long? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. It is. It's it's unfortunate, but that's just how things are. Uh, if you wear something, it gets real stinky, especially the more you like sweat, the more you excrete anything. A squishy bit inside of a can yeah. that is alive is going to produce just the nastiest, nastiest scent if ever that scent is allowed to escape. If it's not routinely cleaned. And I can't imagine, unless they've got like some symbiotic creature in there that does, that that cleans them somehow, I can't imagine they are cleaning in there, you know? Mm hmm. So there has to be some weird perfection of body and shell that cleans itself, or. The reason he was stinky after his accident and subsequent repair Mm. is because she could still smell the nasty that oozed out of him. Yeah, it it breached the seal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He had so much damage that the squishy bit was exposed. and And in all likelihood, the nasty stink smell is probably just his body. Yeah. Not even the thing that it excreted or produced. His body probably just stinks real bad. As they all do. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If you just, if you put anything, especially anything alive in a enclosed thing for long enough, it will smell bad. I'm going to bring up something that really bothers you, so I hope that's okay. That's fine. But it's like if you have a little bit of water in like an aluminum water bottle that you use every day and then you forget it for a few months. Yeah. You get just some nasty mold and stank in that bottle. (laughs) And what do you do after that? Well, if you're environmentally conscious and you care just enough, you like clean it out, bleach it, do whatever you can to get it actually clean. Or if you're normal, you throw throw it it away. Absolutely throw it away. It's been tainted forever. No, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. (laughs) Yep. And uh, that mold, that stink, that biological nasty, that's just what the squishy bit is at this point. Yeah, because like, it's not moving. Like it, I'm sure it has some natural contractions, you know, but like it's got like bed sores, you know, mm-hmm. times a billion. Yep. Uh, horror story time. Okay. Did you know that if you're a human and you lay down on a couch, a bed, or anything, and then just stay there for too long, your body will fuse to it. Yeah. So, squishy bit inside of this car, it's probably physically connected. The argument there is that a car isn't, well, like, a metal frame isn't going to be nearly as porous in a way that the human skin can graft into. But there's probably something that's not necessarily metallic about this construction. Something more porous. Yeah, and even so, I imagine with the amount of pure time spent, that will, you know, also affect it. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> 
one, good on you for talking about mold since I spent so much of this one talking about saliva as uh, it was deserved. Uh, it wasn't meant to be revenge, but no, I acknowledge I, that it may seem that way. No, I, I know that it wasn't, but it, it was. I deserved it, whether you intended it or not. Uh, yeah, yeah, it smelled very bad. It smelled very bad, and I don't like it, but I do kind of enjoy the idea, almost from a thematic point of view, of the squishy bit being fused into the metal of the mm-hmm. car. Because it makes it feel like the the last thing I want in squishy bit theory is that it is a pilot. It's something piloting a mech, Mm -hmm. which like it really explains the whole there are parts of your body you can't replace. You can't just get a new body, which goes against the nightmare we saw. But again, that was definitely a nightmare and deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the replacing the engines. Mm-hmm. Like wh- what I really like about squishy bit theory <clears throat> is that it is fully symbiotic. Like the car is part of them and it is permanent. Mm-hmm. Like if they can't, like we have had some theories and I'm sure we'll have some more in the future about them, like getting out of them and getting into new ones. Uh, but I think my overall theory is just that now oh, they're melded in there. It is not they are in a car. It's still they are a car. Just something in the center. They just have a ooey gooey center. Mm-hmm. It it even goes along with the, okay, but the thing is, what happens is that they get a body when they're young, and then they fuse to the body. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the reason we can say they grow is because, well, they have to have different bodies throughout that. And they're not fusing completely, so it's painful, growing pains and whatnot. But then by the time they're an adult, they are fused. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works. You got anything else about smell? Or are we at a good stopping point? Uh, I'm just going to make a bold statement. I think it'd be hilarious if the squishy bit for Lightning McQueen and the squishy bit for Jackson Storm smelled exactly like this eau de toilette. Incredible. Also, I am going to... I, as I said, I texted our good friend Izzy about snakes and their uh, Jacobson organs, uh, and they replied. So I will re- read a selection from their replies right now. You know, Izzy, it's mm-hmm. a verbose reply. Do uh, not even get Izzy started on cloacas. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I said, just learned about snakes smelling with their tongues. Jacobson organ, so neat. And as he said, yeah, cats also can smell with their mouths. Fun fact. They don't Mm -hmm. do a tongue flick. They just sort of hold their mouths open. And they have the same uh, Jacobson organ on the roof of their mouth. Weirdly enough that it feels like something that I did know at some point. Because when I was thinking of saying, yeah, snakes smell with their tongue, I thought, oh no, is that cats? Mm. Am I saying this wrong? So, uh looking that up was to make sure I was right as much as it was to figure out how to say it exactly. Fascinating. So either cars are reptilian or feline or maybe both. Maybe all three. And let's not forget they are cars. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the end of the episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Like I said, it was a sort of gross one. So thank you for sticking with us. Yes, but thank you so much. And if you want to send us uh, an episode idea that is either more gross or less gross, I don't know. Preferably both. Yeah. Ooh, it's got layers. Your episode idea, I bet. (laughs) You can send that to us. Uh, Either you can email it to us at thekachat.gmail.com or you can tweet it at us. And while you're there, give us a follow on Twitter, which is at the Kachat. Both of those are all one word, no hyphen involved. Now John says he is part of the outro. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer.